0: Ever wonder if that's real beef in your Big Mac? We've got the answer on this edition of Where the Money Is. Welcome to the show today, Sean. We're talking I'm consumer excited goods to be here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, when was the last time you were at McDonald's?
0: Let me think about it. Probably Wasn't some... a month ago. No, no. No. I, I actually frequent the establishment, so yeah, I am one of their I core customers. About it. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Um, we are going to talk about that later, of course. But, first
1: things first, though.
0: Mm-hmm. But in bigger news, or not so much bigger news, but something that people are following. Um, surprising news. Yeah, surprising news. Amazon is looking to open a store. In fact, two, two stores.
1: stores. Yeah. So what's going on there? Um, So yeah, shocking the retail world, Longtime e-commerce giant Amazon last week announced that they were opening their first brick-and-mortar store in, that's right, you guessed it, New York City. Um, They're literally opening it across the street from the Empire State Building on essentially one of the busiest intersections in the world. Mm -hmm. So they were very strategic about where they're putting their store. They're not exactly putting it in the middle of nowhere. Um, but the purpose of the store, and this goes around to, um, a broader investing thing with the company, which is the lack of gap earnings and kind of a cash flow measurements and everything for Amazon. Um, the purpose of the store is to have limited inventory for same day delivery times. So if there's a extremely popular item, like, I mean, I don't know, just like, know, a waffle iron that's selling or something like that. You could pick it up theoretically the same day after ordering it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do product returns and exchanges and pick up online orders. Um, that's really the purpose of the store. It's not going to be like an Amazon-looking Walmart or anything like that at all. It's really the purpose of the same-day delivery. And this gets around to, I think, Amazon's solution to the massive costs that their Prime service is incurring because they're 100 bucks a year. You get free shipping, all this great stuff. And you can kind of see that uh, investors are starting to wonder, where, where show me the money. And uh, that's why this is where the money is. <laughs> um, and uh, there are certain places in this country where it's more cost effective to operate a store. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do this everywhere, but they are ne- doing it basically in heavily populated areas where they get tons of orders from Amazon. Which is why it's also not surprising that today we got news that they're opening another store. And it's actually going to be more of a popu- uh, pop-up seasonal store, kind of like the, uh, the Christmas-themed stores that are already popping up in the mall. Oh, I don't know, before. I was just at the mall this weekend with my wife, and they just put up a Christmas store already, and it's not even Halloween. But um, they're opening up in a very exclusive mall in
0: San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So is this, do you think it's an indication that they're moving toward brick and mortar, or do you think that's completely out of the question?
1: That's completely out of the question. I would imagine, and this is just my personal opinion, it's pure speculation, but I can't imagine more than 10 or 20 cities in this country being worthy of an Amazon store because the purpose is to be in a location where it's more cost-effective to operate the store than have same-day same day delivery or you know, the, pr- the prime almost instant delivery service. Mm-hmm. Do you think it fits in with their grocery service at all? um there was no mention of the grocery service at all between the new york store or the san francisco store so i'm sorry but you probably can't get your produce at the store just yet just yet just yet yeah
0: well interestingly in other news jc Penney came out and an actual brick and mortar actual brick brick and mortar mortar. maybe not as successful as amazon has been recently right Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Really what's happening there? Um, okay,
1: so two big stories out of JC in the last week. Um, they had their first analyst day, which is basically a day where they run up a big conference group, uh, conference room at a hotel in New York City, and they basically just talk about their business and their plans for the future to you know two to three hundred Wall Street analysts. And they had this you know last week, and they provided guidance for the this year. They updated their guidance. The very second they said the words, we're lowering our guidance for the third quarter to the low single digits as opposed to the mid-range single digits. So they're basically expecting same-store sales to be up for the third quarter, you know, three percent as opposed to five or six percent. Instantly, stock dropped ten percent. Mm-hmm. like absolute bloodbath and the selling continued the next day so there's probably a little bit of over, a little bit of overreaction there but that just goes to show you how important every single month every single quarter is to this company because they're 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 up against the ropes mm-hmm. and they've had to tap the debt markets before right yeah, yeah. and you know i'm sure you remember uh, gosh a year year and a half ago now they had to sell 800 million dollars worth of stock before the christmas season to make sure their creditors were happy sending them in merchandise so they're they're doing okay now on their balance sheet, but that's partially because of that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think with um with the new CEO? They've they've announced somebody that, coming in. That was the other big news. So. Six months have gone by, I think they've been looking for a new CEO, because when Mike Ullman, the current CEO, came back from retirement, when basically uh, Ron Johnson, who arguably put the company in the the tough situation there and now came back out of retirement, he had run the company for seven years, he was retired, he was happy, he'd done very well for himself. He came back out of retirement to save JCPenney. The argument could be made, gotten them back on track, same-store sales are growing again, and he wants to go back into retirement. But they've been looking for somebody that would be willing to take on the challenge because the job is not done yet for about six, seven months now. And they finally found the guy. Um, They hired the former executive vice president, Marvin Ellison, of Home Depot. And he essentially ran the retail operations for all of Home Depot's U.S. stores. Mm He's been credited with turning Home Depot around from being a essentially a big stu- a big box type warehouse type store with just home home, home furniture, I'm not home furnishing, home improvement supplies to a store where instead of unpacking boxes and doing inventory all day, the retail employees, they are actually helping you find the fixtures that you need. Um, he was also um, responsible for integrating Home Depot's e-commerce operation, their website, with the 2,000 stores and how to do the logistics there and everything. Um, He probably got a little bit of help there and just, you know, his knowledge and his education as a board member of FedEx. Mm -hmm. So, he knows logistics. He knows how to make a retailer appeal friendly to the consumers. So, he's probably, they could have done a lot worse. He's definitely uh, the right type of person they need. So, now he gets his time in the spotlight. Absolutely, yeah. Because this is a big step up because he, uh, you know, what, he was obviously one of the top ten people at the company, but he was not the CEO. Not a well known. So this is a well known guy. Yeah, I know. He's been so successful at Home Depot that he's uh, he's getting the top job over JC Benning. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to see what it means for investors in
0: the yep. future. So story my favorite story of the show here. On a lighter note, Yes. Yeah, this is
1: McDonald's and beef in your hamburgers. Okay, so hold on. Do you think it's all beef? I do. Yes. You do. Yep. Okay. Go on.
0: (laughs) So so Mythbusters came out and ran a test to see about... Because if you need to prove that you're legit, go to the Mythbusters. So they wanted to prove if it is indeed
1: real beef in a McDonald's hamburger. What happened? Right. So McDonald's called up, um, and I'm pretty sure, is the Mythbusters show, like, done? Am I right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. uh, One of the regulars on that show, uh, Grant Imahara... They hired him to do a video and it's about, I actually watched the whole thing, it's about four, four and a half minutes long on YouTube. Feel free to go view it. And uh, he basically goes to a Cargill facility. Cargill happens to be uh, a, uh, a distributor and basically processor for McDonald's. He met up with a woman who is basically the McDonald's person at Cargill. So she runs all McDonald's food at Cargill and then they ship it off. They basically looked at the line. They looked at the meat before, so there was just this conveyor belt with essentially beef before it's even been chopped up or anything. They saw it get frozen. They saw it get boxed. And then uh, they couldn't uh, put any trimmings on there, but they ate an actual patty at the cargo facility. And then uh, at the conclusion of the video, they went with the McDonald's food taste tester, the guy. He he was pretty funny. Uh, And they went with him to an actual McDonald's. And they ate a Big Mac and uh, Grant actually admitted that he hadn't had a Big Mac in about 15 years and they showed him biting into it and <laughs> and all that stuff. So if real beef? Yes. It is 100% grade A, or not grade A, but just 100% beef. It's been approved. I actually saw on the line it's actual beef. They grind. It's actually a very simple process. They literally grind it up, they pack it into patties, the circular patties. It goes instantly after it's been cut into the circular patties into a freezer. In, like there's, it's like at the end of the line that make it into a patty. There's a big freezer, and then it easily goes into a box. It's like three steps. Don't you think it's interesting that they even have to prove this fact in the first place? Well, this is what this this massive conception. Like he he Grant actually started the video off joking about okay, where's where's the eyeballs and all this stuff, mm. and he jo- he made the joke about the the pink paste that basically becomes the patty and everything, and he's like okay, so where's the pink paste? Um, but it's basically what McDonald's is having to deal with because you've got the Chipotle's and the Paneras of the world that are, you know, spacing, pitching, pitching the, uh, the health food aspects and having, you know, fresh, all organic, da 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 da. And uh, McDonald's has a real misconception out there that they do not have real meat, and the truth is they do. Mm-hmm. Very interesting indeed. Yep. Yeah. You want to go, go to McDonald's? <laughs> I do. Let's go.
0: (laughs) We'll go test it out. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll drive. (laughs) Appreciate your insights today. No problem. So lastly, before we go, our mission at The Fool, of course, as you know, is to help the world invest better. And we do that in a lot of ways, including this podcast and video and some of the articles we publish on fool.com. And through investing services like Motley Fool Stock Advisor, to name just one. This is our flagship service run by our founders, David and Tom Gardner. And over the last decade, their recommendations in Stock Advisor have more than tripled the S&P or the market's return. Mm -hmm. And it's the best way to get started investing. And we've got a special offer for Where the Money Is listeners. Just go to wtmi.fool.com. Thanks, Fools. Have a good day.